You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in, Friday edition, and uh, big news coming out uh, for UAB football. Bill Clark stepping down, retiring as the head coach of the Blazers, and Brian Vincent now will take over as the interim head coach, and uh, we'll talk more about that, kind of the reshuffling of the coaching staff. Uh, we reached out to Bill this morning and uh, telling him how much we appreciate all that he's done for UAB, and he'll continue to play, I'm sure, some sort of role there at UAB, and uh, we'll continue to follow that story. We'll have him on and in studio, hopefully, in the next few weeks if not uh, sooner than that uh, Mark Ingram on vacation we efforted him as well the AD at UAB but uh, man what an opportunity for Brian Vincent uh, really um, for him as far as becoming interim head coach and also uh, what a uh, I don't say tragedy but you know this is something that Bill Carson has struggled with since he was young uh, had an accident that happened and then dealt with it with his football career also uh, had surgery kind of got through that got to where he couldn't stand for more than 10 minutes uh, at a time where without pain and uh, went across the country looking for answers and uh, finally decided he needed to hang it up. And um, we'll see whether or not I'm uh, praying for speedy recovery for him. 
maybe a healing that uh, he can get back on the field and back at it at some point in time. So that's the big story. NBA news and notes, we'll get into that. Draft picks, not quite the order that a lot of the talking heads thought it would be for the NBA draft in 2022, but uh, we'll dive into that and much more today on this Friday edition. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out the Top Golf today. We talked about Mark Grenier. Now they got Kanan there and JW, John, all the guys that do a great job taking care of us and you when you come out there and uh, with us, the food, the drinks, the fun with your family, friends, and coworkers. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation and uh, Top Golf of Birmingham. A lot of fun, a lot of charitable events as well, raising a ton of money for uh, a lot of the uh, things here in the uh, Birmingham and throughout the uh, metro area. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Lars, good afternoon, and Matt Coulter, good afternoon. We got hey our intern in as well. So uh, Alex Bauman with us. We got Joe producing from Tide 100.9, and always Josh Smith, our producer right here on the show, is at Crawford Broadcasting. So the whole team in place on the Friday edition. Lars, your thoughts about uh, Bill Clark? Well, let me try to give just the abridged version of Bill Clark's tenure at UAB. All right, so he's been the rock of the program through incredible um, uh, turmoil. Right In December of 14, after Bill Clark's first season, uh, following inspection of the university's athletic budget, football was shut down. Now, everybody thought at that moment that Bill Clark is going to go look for another job. But instead of doing that, Clark chose to stay put and sort of guide the Blazers through the, the dark days when didn't know if they are going to have a football program or not. It didn't look like they would for a while. But then the decision was made to restart football in 2015. And UAB's first season back from the shutdown was 2017. And that's when Clark led UAB to an 8-5 and five record. Since then, the Blazers haven't finished worse than second in the Conference USA West Division. I mean, this is uh, stuff of uh, movie. This is Hollywood stuff. And, Matt, the, the job he has done uh, since becoming head coach back in uh, 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 early 2014 is uh, it was, it's right on par with what any other coach in America has done, given the circumstances that he walked into and he endured. I think if you look up loyalty to UAB yeah. in the dictionary, he's the only picture. I mean, what has this guy done? And then not only has he been loyal, like Lars just gave you the information, he's been immensely successful. You know, the way things are now, and I guess it's it's our nature as, as reporters and media to, to be suspicious and, and to think, okay, why is this happening? Is that real real reason? And I, I did that this morning when I read this about Clark because it's six weeks before football. They're going to practice. Uh, that's tough. Uh Brian Vincent will jump in there. I bet he does a great job. But the fact of the matter is, I, I called a bunch of people this morning. He's got back issues. End of story. Yeah, he went all over the country to try and find ways to solve this issue. And I don't know. Have y'all ever had back problems? They're horrible. I, I've had um, a hurt back before, but never had back issues. But anytime my back has been hurt, like lower back, and yeah. can't sleep, you can't walk, you can't, you, you just, it, it just messes up your life, and I uh, have. And I know people that have back issues. I know that the issues they go through each and every day. I hate it for him to not be able to stand for ten minutes without wow. feeling pain. And uh, and again, it's something he's dealt with since he's since he was younger. And, and you brought up uh, as far as the loyalty, but also the record one sixty six forty one as head coach at wow. uh, high school and college. What a record uh, for a head coach one sixty six and forty one. And I think his record in high school is like, uh, gosh, like. 
like 10 losses? Yeah. I think it is. 91 to 10 or something like that or 100. And it's so interesting how he climbed the ladder through high schools, kind of like um, uh, Gus Malzahn did. Uh, began uh, So he's a graduate of Jacksonville State, began at Piedmont High School as an assistant, then had stops at Tuscaloosa County, uh, Coffee County in Georgia, Dothan High, and then Prattville. And then the success at Prattville caught the attention of the administrator's athletic director at UAB. And that's when he got his big shot. And we all thought, guys, that he was destined for a big-time job. Like I mean, Auburn. I, Auburn, yes. I, and you know what? I bet Auburn wishes they would have hired him, given the fact what happened last year. But, um, you know, I, I hope this isn't the end of the road. I hope this is just a... Uh, a temporary pause on his coaching career, but certainly we all want what is best for him. I mean, being in chronic pain, my, my dad had that near the end of his life with diabetes and just uh, just having just being in pain all the time. And I've never had serious back issues, but uh, certainly I've talked to people that have. And it's just you know every step you take, there's there's pain. There's pain when you're trying to sleep. You know, it, it, every waking hour there there's pain. And and yes, he. he He's traveled around the country talking to the best back specialists uh, that there are, and uh, I believe he's going to need a, a, a spinal, a, a serious surgery, right? Spinal fusion. Spinal Does that fusion. just hurt to say it? Yeah, yes. Ugh. And, um, I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I hope it's just a pause for, like, one year. But, um, you know, Jay, have you have you had a chance to speak to your son, who's a quarterback at UAB, uh, just to get a sense of how the players uh, received the news? Yeah, I mean, they were they were both, I mean, all were uh, stunned. He actually walked in and, and talked to Bill Clark this morning for a little while and uh, thanked him for all that he's done. But, um, you know, they don't know kind of what the future holds for Coach Clark. And, um, I, you know, Bill right now doesn't know until after the surgery and kind of how does that come come around or come along. Uh, they have a lot of confidence in Bryant Vincent and uh, what he can do. He's been there with Bill Clark for a number of years. They coached in high school together. Um, so there's a lot of uh, similarities to what they want to do, the program, how they want to run it. Defense coordinator will take over as co-interim uh, head coach as well. And um, so it's you know one of those uh, things where you know, next guy up, you got to step in, take on the role. And, you know, look, Bill Clark's going to be very tough to replace. Great motivator, great thinker on defense, offensively as well. But uh, really, um, more more importantly, he's the one that brought this program back to life. I can't see him not being a part of this program at some level, whether it's an assistant AD, whether it's some type of uh, working in the PR uh, side of things, just keeping the attention of UAB in the community. He's so well thought of uh, in this area in Birmingham that um, you got to think that he's going to stay connected as much as he possibly can to UAB football, the UAB program, and more importantly, university. He's got his 30 years, too, you know. Yeah. If you're a state employee, that that's a big – it means you get 60% of your last three years, right? Yeah. So the way I understand the retirement system in the state of Alabama. So that's good. I don't know if that had anything to do with his timing. Maybe he had to wait to a certain time. I, I don't know. That's all speculation. I, I think the important thing here is to realize that it is truly a back issue. And then what Lars and what you've been saying, too, Jay, this man's loyalty, his ability to coach – He's a great communicator. Yeah. He's the face of UAB football. Uh, and there have been a few. Watson no Brown yeah. had success. And then there were several players uh, like Daryl Hackney and Roddy White. But he's the guy, and he brought the program literally back to life. And I think I speak for all four of us. Wish him nothing but success and a return 
hopefully in the future. Jennifer's yeah, wife, Katie, uh, his daughter, Jacob, his son. Jennifer, I'm going to miss, is that she is a screamer in the stands. Like, she gets after it. Uh, when a ref That's makes true. a bad call or a block's not made, uh, you can hear her from the uh, press box, and the press box is closed off. Her suite is right below the press box. Uh, i never forget the first time I was in it uh, a couple years back, and I, I looked over uh, at the guys, and I'm like, who is that? I mean, who is screaming at the refs like that? I mean, just constantly. And uh, they said, well, actually, that's Bill Clark's wife. That's so awesome. <laughs> so she loves it. I mean, she's kind of the girl in the stands. And, and uh, remember the Titans uh, that's up there, you know, come on, you know, and all the, yeah, the little girl, you know, cute. that uh, went on to Nashville and uh, played, you know, played in that particular series. But uh, Jennifer, sweet uh, lady, and I know been by his side for so many years. And uh, I'll, I'll miss that. Hopefully, she'll still be there. Hopefully, she'll still be cheering on the UAB Blazers. But um, uh, you, you could hear her from from the press box all the way down to the field, no doubt about it. I, I've, uh, her enthusiasm was uh, very much uh, exciting as well as uh, one that would get the attention of anybody that was at the games. Clark has done things at UAB that we thought we couldn't even imagine. Like wildest dreams of UAB grads couldn't have stretched this far. In, in, in 2018, uh, leads UAB to an 11-3 record league title. First UAB coach in history to win the uh, Eddie Robinson National Coach of the Year honors. And then in the last four years, guys, last four seasons, UAB's 35 and 15. That's got to be the best four-year stretch in UAB history, correct? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, and back-to-back-to-back bowls. Yes. Championships in the conference. Um, you know, look, I mean, he was building a, a great program. He's built it. He's put the foundation in place. And, again, I, like I said, I, I don't think he's going anywhere, and, and I, I'm hoping for some kind of miracle, complete healing, and he's able to get back out. He loves to coach. He's 53 years old, a very young guy, and uh, can still play a major role uh, in this program or wherever he, he ends up. I can't see him, with his love for the city of Birmingham, for his love for UAB Blazers, I can't see him being uh, anywhere else after this if he does have a recovery or able to get back to where he can coach at some level. But um, hey, much appreciation to him. He treated my son with the mo- utmost respect and care for for the last uh, two years. And, uh, you know, Harrison had COVID red shirt. Now he's getting a medical red shirt after shoulder injury. So he'll have four more years next year. Uh, and I think I told you guys that uh, when he becomes a eligible to play, he'll be uh, turning 22 in September. I was 22 when I was graduating from Alabama uh, as a senior. Uh, he'll be beginning his career uh, at Alabama, I mean, at uh, UAB as a quarterback. So uh, a lot of uh, things happening there. But Bill Clark is a champion. He is a champion on off the field as well and uh, been a great character guy for this program and probably the perfect guy Matt is we've watched UAB you and I for many years had Watson mm-hmm. Brown in studio many times where he came in with us weekly talking yeah. about UAB and then seeing Bill Clark build this thing back out of the ashes uh and uh, and and really bring build it to a championship level and put them at the top of uh, conference USA now moving into a new conference as well and uh, a lot of a lot of great things have happened for the Blazers Kevin Skarbinski wrote the article that I read this morning on AL.com he will join us in about an hour to talk about that and y'all also know that Kevin's a huge basketball guy. So we'll talk about the NBA because yeah, Jabari, Jabari didn't go number one. That was shocking. He didn't go number Crazy. two. Yeah. Uh, my Blazers Cup? I, I, I got did. it today, baby. Oh. For Bill Clark. All right. Well, here's to Bill Clark. No doubt about it. This Man, thank coffee. you for all that you did. Cheers to you and family. And God bless you. And um, I know you got a lot of road to go. And uh, going to be a painful one, but uh, hopefully a full recovery for Coach Bill Clark and what he's meant for the OB program. All right, so we'll continue. NBA draft coming up next, as you said, Jabari Smith. Everybody thought the talking heads 
he would be number one. That did not happen. He came in at number three to Houston. We'll dive into the NFL draft and much more coming up on the other side. We're live from AVX on this Friday edition. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we can take some solace in the fact that today's heat is a drier heat yesterday, but that means even fewer storms. Just hot today with a high near 96. Fair tonight, the overnight low near 73. A few more storms tomorrow with a high near 95. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Sponsors DTPM. They are trusted or have been trusted since 1993. And your total solution provider that provides comprehensive array of diagnostic lab testing equipment, supplies, and services. Visit their website at DTPM.com. To learn more, DTPM is a leading provider of turnkey laboratory solutions, currently surviving or surviving servicing customers in 47 states and growing. They remain national scope in local and service. If you look for laboratory services setups, DTPM is your partner from the beginning, providing uh, customizable total program management solutions, including complete laboratory setup and management, as well as DTPM providing total management, uh, program management services, treatment centers, physician offices, recovery courts, reference laboratories, urgent cares. Hey, look, you know, b- better outcomes for patients, but better outcomes for the practice as well. Check them out, DTPM.com for more information. Lars, run through the draft for us real quick. Yeah, uh, it was very interesting. Um, uh, Paulo Ben. Benchero, I think I, I cannot pronounce his last name very well. Uh, Power forward from Duke ended up going number one to the Orlando Magic. A lot of a lot of people projected him at three, and then uh, the second pick was uh, Chet Holmgren out of uh, Gonzaga. That we talked a lot about him yesterday going to Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, you know, to me, he is uh, he's a lighter Dirk Nowitzki. And he still needs to uh, add a bunch of weight. I mean, what he's seven foot one, seven foot two. He has to dance buck, around in a shower to get wet. Buck hundred, buck uh-huh. buck ninety five. But uh, he has the ability to probably. I think he's got more potential than any player in this draft. And then third was uh, the Houston Rockets. They they snagged Jabar, Jabari Smith out of Auburn, and we all thought that uh, Jabari was going to go number one overall. Uh, people, uh, the Vegas odds had him going number one. Somebody put an insane amount of money uh, for Jabari Smith going number one, and uh, he doesn't. They don't get that. Uh, they didn't hit that pick. And then uh, the number four was uh, Keegan Murray, a, a, a strong forward out of uh, Sac- for out of Iowa. I uh, saw him play a lot. He was the Big Ten Player of the Year. He went to the Sacramento Kings. And then uh, number five to the Pistons was Jaden Ivey, uh, a shooting guard from Purdue. And uh, Dan Wolken, who he's uh, USA Today, he's a friend of mine, and, and he likes to stir things up on Twitter. And uh, he he just put a tweet out uh, yesterday, late yesterday, that I thought was hilarious, in that uh, Duke – 
they had uh, you know the one number one overall player picked and the fifteenth and the sixteenth. And uh, and Dan wrote Duke made the Final Four with the number one, fifteen, and sixteen pick. When you consider that they didn't make the Final Four in twenty nineteen with the first, third, and tenth overall pick, I think it's fair to say that Coach K really achieved overachieved in his final season. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I mean, geez. come on! That's, that's, that's a pretty clever it, it, tweet. It, it's, it's very clever, but it just shows you what a factory Duke is. Um, gosh, uh, again, producing three guys going in the top sixteen, um, you, you almost wonder what how they don't win it every year. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the story uh, of the night was Jabari Smith not going number one overall, and locally. Like you said, I, I think Kessler's a great fit for Minnesota. Uh, I Later in the second round, I think maybe fourth, fifth from the very end, J.D. Davidson, Davidson um, Alabama point guard, went to the Celtics. That, so, to me, hey, I'm sorry, that's not a good fit. No, and he got bad advice. Yep. Why did he leave Alabama? Uh, I, 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 mean, I really don't know. I didn't understand it at the time. Yeah. And I really don't understand it now because clearly somebody was telling him, hey, you're going to go low first round, mid first round, just based on your potential. Well, he wasn't dominating at Alabama. No, he he needed at least another year. Well, he needed another year of season, and then he would have been maybe a top 15 pick. Uh, He lost a lot of money. Uh, I don't know who's giving him advice. But, you know, maybe that's his calling. Uh, He may be a better NBA player. I I, I don't know, but, you know, the Celtics, as you said, are gritty, right? That's the way they play. Davidson's flash. Um, yeah. I, I, when I saw that, I went, wow, that just doesn't seem like a real good fit based on the Celtics team I watch losing the finals. And to it was Golden late, second round. I mean, it wasn't like a yeah. you know, early yeah, like second round pick. And, 40th, 48th overall. And you look at it from the standpoint of, as you talked about, advice, um, you know, rushing the gun. Do you come back for another season, especially now with the NIL? What kind of NIL money could he made uh, this next year being a, a pretty much a star and a guy that had a lot of potential and everybody knew he'd make it to the NBA? Could he have really improved his draft status? I mean, you're talking about a lot of difference in money, contracts, mm-hmm. perception, all that type of deal. Now, they see him as a developmental player, a guy that doesn't have to rush into things. They, they realize that, so that's kind of how the approach the Celtics are taking right now. With JD now, the other guys um, you also had uh, Jaden Shackelford, Keon Ellis, and they went undrafted. Which uh, again, kind of the hindsight of everything that uh, last year we saw with the roster and kind of the things we thought about uh, some of the players. Uh, maybe Nate Oates got as much out of these guys as he possibly could uh, based on uh, those guys. But uh, hopefully they'll land somewhere and uh, get a chance to uh, continue their careers as well. But man, if you can stay in school, if you're not that first round draft pick in the NBA. Unless you're going to be early second round, uh, you, you you probably should go back and, and continue to develop and in, in, in the best developmental league, and that is college basketball right now. L- Lars nailed it. He got some bad advice because you you're not that far off, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, and then thank you, Josh Smith, our producer, just texted me. He went fifty third, fifty third. Uh, guys who go that late in the second round don't normally have extended NBA careers. I mean, he, he could break the mold, but um, Matt, I, I loved what you said about Walker Kessler. He is going to be a great I, I, pro. And uh, that he ended up going 22nd overall and then was traded to the Timberwolves. And I, I thought the Timberwolves just, they, they're 
they did really well in getting him. First time in history for Auburn that they had two players go number go in the first round. And JD was just so much hype coming out of high school, athleticism, all the things that he showed and the things that he could do. You knew he had the potential, but um, he. I mean, all of us said it from about midseason. We said he's not ready. There's no way he's ready. As we watched him kind of get more timid as the year went on, and and not playing at a high level, we're like, okay, he he needs to come back for another. He needs another season just to get all this under his belt. He played at a very low, what two A, three A division right. in high school. Yeah. The competition. Look, I know he played AAU, played better competition there, but he needed another year. Uh, but uh, we wish him nothing but the best, though. You got to make decisions. You live with them. I, I really appreciate y'all not bringing up the Ole Miss Arkansas game because. Uh, <laughs> I'm still weeping for my little piggy. I was with you. Yeah, you were. Watching you weep. Man, I tell you what, Delusia was just unbelievable. Good pitch. He was just good hitting. Yep. And it did. All right, we'll continue. Stay with us live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, right, welcome back in and again on this Friday edition. We have got uh, the big story of Bill Clark stepping down and retiring as the head coach of the Blazers. Continue to follow that story for you. Bryant Benson will now take over the office coordinator, quarterback coach as the interim head coach, and uh, they'll have the defense coordinator taken over as the uh, assistant head coach. And some other moves they'll be made uh, on that coaching staff, but they'll keep things intact. It's at that time of year where you really can't make uh, a lot of moves, go out and try to find a coach, but you know, Brian's been around it for a long time, Coach Vincent, and uh, been around Coach Bill Clark. He understands the philosophy, the system, how they've won, and the job that they've done since they've been there. He's been a big part of that. So, uh, again, we're going to effort. Uh, Mark was going to come on with us. He's on vacation. Bill Clark will get him on when uh, when he can. Uh, he said give him some time, and he'd love to come on and, and talk about it, share a story about how this all began at an early age and uh, really messed up his playing career and has struggled with it, had some uh, different treatments and things. But now at a point where he's got to have uh, spinal fusion and uh, some other things in order for him to really just have quality of life. And, that, and that's the key right now for him at 53 years of age. He's got uh, two kids, a wife, and uh, will still be a part of the Birmingham community and the UAB community for a long, long time. Yeah, and uh, again, just what a, what a remarkable job he's done at, at UAB and just the, the loyalty that he showed when the program was shut down after his first year. He could have gone uh, and gotten different uh, jobs around the country, maybe not a high-level head coaching job at that point, but certainly a high-level assistant job. Uh, But he chose to stay here. I mean, he's a true Alabama guy. Right, I think yeah, he's just—he's no uh, as Alabama as Alabama comes, and uh, I was certainly looking forward to seeing him at UAB, you know, for the next ten, fifteen years. And um, I, I was not aware 
of his uh, chronic back problems. But, uh, Matt, um, you know, you, you've covered UAB football for a long time. Where, where, do you, where is his, if, if he doesn't ever coach again, where, where does he rank in terms of influential figures just in, in, in sports in general at UAB, not just football? Well, like I said earlier, Lars, loyalty. I mean, he really, you said it, he could have gone a lot of places. Um, but man, he wanted to rebuild. He wanted to, the Phoenix rise from the ashes and, and that they did. And, you know, you, you look back on it. I, I, I hope he ends up getting back into it in some form or fashion. I don't think he can stay away from it. Maybe in, in an admin role, but he goes out beating BYU number 13 in the nation. Pardon me. I've forgotten what bowl was it? The something 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 bowl. Yeah, I remember that. But um, he went out on top. But maybe he comes back. Did Did Harrison ever say anything to you about back issues? Did Did you know of this? Because I'm like Lars. Yeah, I really didn't know. Um, I, I don't know if they really. I, I think as they look back on it, some of the you know reactions or things that they watched him in practice, they might can look back on that and go, okay, yeah, we saw some yeah. things happening, whatever else. But you know, he's Coach Clark's a tough dude. I mean, he he was probably never going to show any type of weakness to his players. And, and who knows? I mean, he was probably, um, I want to say, not heavily medicated, but shot up and been able to at least deal with some of the pain at that particular time in order to get through the season last year. just became too unbearable for him right now. And, uh, again, will undergo uh, surgery. Some other news, too. Uh, court dismisses the marijuana charges against Eli Ricks. Ricks, a junior who transferred from LSU, arrested May 1st by the Mississippi Highway Patrol, charged with possession of marijuana, not having insurance and speeding, a hearing in this case was scheduled for Thursday morning, yesterday morning in Jones County. Justice Court, a clerk for the court, said Thursday afternoon that Rick's possession of marijuana charge was dismissed, and through his attorney, Rick's pled guilty to the uh, speeding ticket and received a fine. So uh, that's where Eli Rick stands right now uh, as far as with the, uh, the issues he was having uh, after the arrest on May 1st. All right, I'll go into the details. Jay and I watched this game. Uh, he watched me go through some pain. But... There is an SEC team that's going to play for the national championship. They'll, Ole Miss will take on OU. I will now say, go Rebels. But it was kind of tough to watch last night because Arkansas, who's got bats, mm-hmm. they can hit. This uh, Dylan Delucia just absolutely baffled him. And I was telling you when we were watching, they're not getting a bat on the ball. And when they do, it's a chopper uh, or it's a fly ball. I don't think – when we were sitting there, what, do you remember Arkansas hitting the ball hard? Not at all. Mm-mm. Do you? Lawrence? No, not once. Uh, what a fabulous! I mean, you, and you got to give it a complete game shutout in the College World Series. Seven Ks. He allowed four hits. Um, kind of the shame of it, you know. You guys know I'm I'm a big Arkansas guy, but Connor Nolan, the uh, Arkansas ace, he certainly deserved a better fate because Ole Miss wasn't lighting him up either. Yeah. Um, but all in all. It, it comes down to uh, Ole Miss and OU. Um, Lars, OU's, OU's got a whole lot of rest, guys. That's what I was going to ask Lars that. Do you think that benefits them no, going into sure. this? Yeah. 
And the fact that Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma women won the national softball championship never been done before in the history of college athletics have the men's baseball team and the women's uh, softball team from the same school won it all. And you'd have to say, based on the way Oklahoma's playing, you'd have to favor Oklahoma. They're well-rested. Uh, their rotation is all set up. But there's something about this uh, Ole Miss team, Matt, and I th- you called it a long time. You call- it seems like it was three weeks ago. You, I believe you said, watch out for Ole Miss. And, and, and I, I think they were one of the last teams to make it into the uh, tournament. And it's kind of like, you know, I think they were somewhat surprised. Or maybe not surprised, but they felt uh, the, 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 you know, they were on the fence there. And it's almost like they got a second life, and uh, they have been playing lights out. They did get a second life because I remember sitting in the studio talking about it. They were number one in the nation earlier in the year. Yeah. They got some injuries. They hit the skids, as, you know, as baseball teams are known to do. But they started rebuilding and getting better and better and better. They really hit their stride. But what you guys were both talking about a minute ago is you you do worry about the rest. And let me tell you, these two games, the last two games between Ole Miss and Arkansas, those are head knockers, man. Those are in your brain, too. So you don't just get weary with your arms. Yeah. You get mentally fatigued, too, yeah. because high-pressure games like that, it's win and in or lose and gone. Um, we'll see because, uh, I don't know, you think Delusia can pick, pitch again? Probably not. He went nine innings. Yeah. I think, well, if it goes three games, I think we'd see him coming out of the bullpen in game three. You're right. But, man, he was just amazing last night. And, again, it just – it's such a cliche, but there's truth. Good hitting – or, sorry, good pitching beats good hitting. Defense, man, I tell you. And both teams played great They did. They did. So, if Ole Miss wins it, uh, again, you talked about uh, Oklahoma getting the girls in men's baseball. If Ole Miss wins it back-to-back for the state of Mississippi, um, we were talking last night down at Takamama and Tuscaloosa with the kids, how at one point in time, Alabama, the state had a chance to win five in a row national championships. Um, and uh, after Alabama and Auburn kind of went through that streak, and I guess it was 13 when uh, Auburn lost uh, to who the Florida, state. Florida State. Yes. At that particular time. So uh, some other news uh, we've been talking about t- today as far as uh, 53rd for J.D. Uh, that's where he ends up. Uh, the pick in the NBA draft, Keon, was undrafted. Keon Ellis, but uh, picked up by the Kings. Uh, also, uh, you look at uh, undrafted Jaden Shackelford. He signed a deal with OKC. And uh, Independence Bowl is who you're thinking about, BYU and UAB. Um, in that there particular matchup, the Independence Bowl. Yeah. Have you guys been paying any attention to the NHL finals? Yes, I, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, little I don't bit. know if we've ever talked hockey on this show, but uh, the game-winning goal that was scored the other night by the Avalanche uh, going against the Tappan, uh, the the Lightning, Tampa Lightning, there was clearly an extra guy on the on the rink. Well, I don't understand why that wasn't called or why that wasn't reviewed. I mean, I know they it, weren't it, line changing. It, yes, it was in the middle of a line okay. change. And the sixth player didn't have really much to do, didn't have anything to do with what transpired. But nonetheless, the line change seemed to cause a little bit of confusion among the uh, the Lightning defense. Well, there it is if you're watching yeah. on our stream. Uh, great job, Josh, by the way. And the Avalanche, uh, uh, sorry, the Lightning coach was so upset that he couldn't take any questions after 
after losing that uh, losing that hockey game. But I don't know. Um, I mean, if it's a tactic, yeah, that's wrong. You shouldn't do it if they're just doing a line change and it just happens. To it was just take a, a line longer. change. You know, you know the uh, average number of seconds they play before a line change. I think I've got this right because I I remember it amazed me. They go ninety seconds and then a line change. These are athletes, endurance and and power, uh, and and graceful. Uh, I tried to skate with my kids a few years ago. I fell nine times going around the <laughs> ring. Nine. I, I had to do that old man thing. You yeah. Know, stay yeah. along the side. Right. Um, skating is hard. Yeah. And then you think about the the puck and the stick mm-hmm. and all the other guys clawing and grabbing it. Yeah. But, Were you at the uh, what was the restaurant there on right there before you get down on on Valleydale? That everybody goes to oh my gosh the bar the restaurant uh, uh, we've been there for years uh, uh, by the by the rink not by the rink but on the way to the rink Florida Grill no or I'm thinking about the, the the one right off Valleydale right when you come off 459 or uh, 65 Valley take a right oh and, um, uh, yeah. ragtime ragtime that's it yes we used to go there all yeah so you weren't at ragtime before that right no. No. Before the nightfall. Boy, I used to hang my hat in that place, though. Um, Rodney's done a great job. He needs to advertise. Rodney? Uh, All right, so here it says, uh, Joe Gaither said, uh, too many men on the ice is not reviewable. Uh, Lars. Okay. Seems like that'd be the <laughs> well, first thing to review. Lars, yeah, really, because it's so easy to review. Exactly. Yeah. So per NHL rules, skaters have to be within five feet of the bench and out of the play before a substitution can be made. Also, per NHL rules, too many men on the ice infractions are not reviewable. I uh, should have looked at this earlier. Uh, even when a goal is scored. So, huh. uh, yeah. The, I mean, the video showed that the Avalanche had six skaters on the ice as um, right when the uh, guy named Kadri he collected the pass to set up his game-winning shot. And that was, it was in overtime. And, you know, the series was 2-1 Avalanche. Um, and uh, the Lightning are going for a three-peat, and now uh, the, the next game is in, uh, I, think, I believe it's tonight, in Denver, and the Avs have a chance to, to close it out. Tampa Bay has been Sportstown USA. They have been, no <laughs> doubt. All right, we'll continue. At one fifteen. Uh, Kevin Scarbin is going to join us. We'll talk uh, to him about a number of uh, issues uh, dealing with uh, everything that we've been talking about uh, this morning and uh, also his article on Bill Clark. We'll get uh, that, his take on the uh, retiring of Bill Clark, the head coach of UAB, definitely the biggest story in Birmingham today. All right, we'll continue live from ABX on this Friday edition. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we can take some solace in the fact that today's heat is a drier heat than yesterday, but that means even fewer storms. Just hot today with a high near 96. Air tonight, the overnight low near 73. A few more storms tomorrow with a high near 95. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
right, welcome back in. And again, we had Bill Clark retiring today. J.D. Davis uh, heading to the uh, NBA, but 53rd overall in the draft. Keon Ellis and uh, is up uh, as far as uh, him and Jane Shackelford. Jane Shackelford is at OKC, and uh, Ellis, Keon, got uh, undrafted but picked up by the Kings as well. If um, you think J.D.'s waking up this morning wishing he would come back, or do you think he's happy where he got and where he's landed? I think he's he wanted probably, to move on. He's probably happy. I mean, I think he just wanted to put the college behind him. And, agree. Yep. and you know, there's plenty of opportunity, even if uh, he's not on the active squad for the Celtics. He can go play in the D-League and play overseas. I mean, he'll be playing basketball for a long time. It just depends on if it's going to be at the highest level at the, in the NBA. Well, he's not going to get first-round money, and, and, and that's his biggest loss. If, if you're ready to go play, sharpen his skill, go. And by the way, you know, you're going to a really good team that's got a really bright future, and uh, so does Davison. Uh, I, I think it's it's maybe just more selfish than anything. I really would like to have seen him play another year at the University of Alabama in that system for Nate Oates, Oates develop his three ball, uh, sharpen his skills as, yeah. as, a, as a dribble penetrate guy. Um, but, it, you know, like I said a little while ago, he may flash in the NBA like he never did at Alabama. Right. His skill sets are better for the NBA. I think so. I no doubt. So. It's yeah. a more yeah. wide-open game. And, and yeah, he needs to work on his outside shot, no question. But, um, I, yeah, he's, he's got a, a high ceiling, but, you know, he's not there yet. Hey, Jay, I wanted to ask you really quick, and this goes back to Arch Manning yesterday. And looking at Steve Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian what he's done at recruiting quarterbacks, 2020, he was the lead recruiter on the number one quarterback in the country, Bryce Young. 2021 slash 2022, the lead recruiter on Quinn Ewers. 2022, the lead recruiter on Malik Murphy, who was in the number 12 rated quarterback. 2023 class, he was a lead recruiter on Arch Manning. I mean, is there a better quarterback recruiter in the country right now than Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been great. And, um, you know, you look back um, with Tua and Mac, they were recruited by Dable. Um, Dable and also, um, oh, my gosh, coach at uh, Maryland now. Um, uh, yeah, Loxley. That's right. Loxley was kind of one of the lead guys there as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's done a great job, and he, he coaches them up. You know, the key is they went, what, five and seven last year? And can he can he turn it around? Is this the answer? I mean, I heard Kurt Herb, Herb Street said, "Look, Texas is back." Is the saying that they're talking about? Because I don't believe that people are back based on one player. But this is a great start for Texas to get a great recruit like this and to build off of that. I, I think this buys them some time. I think just landing him as their quarterback, the Texas fans are now excited. I saw even where Matthew McConaughey came out, "All right, all right, all right," and uh, <laughs> said that uh, he was excited about. Having uh, uh, Eli uh, or Eli, having um, 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 an Arch, Arch, yes, um, be uh, be the quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. So good get for and, them, and actually to build around it. I think the timeline does work out with with Quinn Ewers uh, there at Texas because most high pro, high profile quarterbacks coming out of high school today are they're cool with sitting out their freshman season. I mean, look at uh, Bryce Young. Yep. You know, he, he, I'm not sitting out, but being a backup. Um, but they want to play their second year, and yours is—he's going to be NFL bound if he's if he's talented enough. Um, and the, all signs point to that he is. He'd be NFL bound after the 23 season, so that means Arch would be starting as a sophomore. 
So it, or redshirt it, it, freshman. Or redshirt freshman, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it, it doesn't – I don't think it really – I don't think Arch Manning's commitment to Texas really impacts uh, Quinn Ewers' future with the Longhorns. Longhorns are set at quarterback for a while. They are. Um, I think what I'm really starting to wonder more and more, because we know his uh, capabilities as an assistant. I mean, he did a great job at Alabama. But as you just noted, uh, he went 5-7 and seven last year, lost to Kansas. And I just look back up here. Washington, USC, and one year at Texas. Sark's overall college coaching record as a head coach is 51 and 42. Rather mediocre. Is that, is that an okay word, guys? Um, now he's got these guys. He has more pressure on him now to win, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this doesn't. This shows me. I'm not sure he's he's not a proven winner as a head coach. All right. So you, you've got to go back to that story you just had up, uh, Josh, on the uh, screen for me, if you don't mind, uh, if you can hear me. And um, I, I, I've got a um, that that was pretty interesting. <laughs> Did you guys see it? Monkey, a pole dancer girlfriend of ex Alabama assistant coach, allegedly bites child yeah. at Halloween party. <laughs> that story is a year old. Isn't it? it is. That was, uh, no, that was, that was 2021. Yeah, that's quite the headline. I love that. That story was just like crazy. Who be. wrote that headline, Lars? Uh, it would be an editor at Bama Insider. I don't know who that would be. Do they? Uh, no, it may not be Bama. Go, go up a little bit. Does uh, it looks like an al.com font? So uh, yeah, maybe jo- maybe uh, John Talty, who's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love that. Oh God, well, could we do it? Could we do a run on headlines and misprints? Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got to get a break. Most uh, the ones I know are. <laughs> All right, so let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two coming up next. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. No and when it comes go- to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. You know, the roles I've played in my career are no stranger to the star. Contact. Man reaches out into the dark, vast expanses of space with radio technology to find signs of intellect, brain power. Previously unbeknown to man. Or interstellar, in which a man leaves behind his family legacy to surf among the stars and take a deep black hole dive in order to find sustenance to provide for a starving human race. But in all my time on screen, these two eyes have never seen a collection of five stars quite as bright as those belonging to Arch Manning. Arch. Welcome to Texas. You hear that? Feel that? That's Bebo knocking on your heart. He's always been in there, just waiting to come out. The era of M-A-N-I-N is now L-I-V-I-N. Oh, and what arm does he throw with? His right, his right, his right. That was great. And uh, again, Wes Blankenship, we got to give him the credit, doing the impersonation of Matthew McConaughey's welcoming Arch Manning to Texas. Was it the Wolf of Wall Street when he was doing the West? When he's doing. He was so great in that movie. But that, I didn't think they used him enough. But uh, Contact was an unbelievable movie yep. uh, with Jodie Foster. But do, y- do y'all agree with me? Is he just like really, really cool guy? He seems yeah. like it. Yeah. It yeah. seems like it. Somebody yeah. told me, Jay, when Alabama played Texas for the national championship, mm-hmm. um, quite a number of people, the hotels were outrageous. So people got RVs. You can like, get an Airbnb RV, mm-hmm. and there's a parking lot right there in the Rose Bowl that you can. That's there for that. And they had gotten a real nice one. Like four guys chipped in their money, and they were staying in a really nice RV in that lot. And they were just walking around drinking beer one night. And there was this old kind of uh, cousin Eddie looking RV. And they went <laughs> over there and they were looking at it. Was Mahan? Mahan- Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. There we go. And he was just sitting out there drinking a Lone Star by by this beat up <laughs> camper. Now I'm I'm sure they embellished a little bit. Sure. But they just walked up. He's a big Texas guy. Mm-hmm. They had great conversation and they they said what I just said. Cool guy. Yeah. He goes, All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. So all right. that's the uh airstream you're talking about that he has, right? I, I guess. Yeah. You know, um he's always got a little whistle in his voice too when he talks. He, you know what he always ha- he always has this kind of look that I I know some I know just a little bit more about something. It's like a mischievous look. 
So uh, I, I think found, Matthew just went past our. Uh, I found out some yeah. interesting facts about that uh, Airstream. He, he got it in 2004, and he actually lived in the trailer for four years, traveling across America uh, before he bought a permanent home. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. If you it, got, it's, it, it, and, I could do that. Would you I like would, to do that? I would do that. I've tried to talk my wife into it. Have you? Yeah. Not no, but you know what? No. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. Lincoln he, he, he Lawyer fake, was a fake. good movie. It was. Yeah. Um, and boy, did that lead to millions of dollars for yeah. him in endorsements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it, there are the pictures if, if you're streaming with us. That's not the most impressive travel trailer I've ever seen, y'all. Yeah, there. He, that's, no, I've been in some really good ones. It's like, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's you've been in what? Uh, he's, he's made three, three million dollars. Yeah, he's made some upgrades over the years. It features a barbecue, satellite dish, book racks, uh, custom banquet. Um, yeah, form meets function, uh, and it is uh, big enough to accommodate his growing family. So, children. I mean. I don't even know anything about him. Is he married? He's got children, grandchildren? I will say, like, if I was yeah. back in, where Lars is with young kids and, and you could do this, that would be fun is to jump in a trailer. Or, or I, I, I will, I'd say that would be fun. It may be a nightmare <laughs> for you, Lars. Do you remember when the Dunphys <laughs> yeah. did it? Yes. Uh, under the yeah. RV. Started so great. He, he, he's horribly. been married to uh, Camila for, uh, since 2012, and they have a child, Levi, Vita, and Livingston. So I've got V's in it. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's, I don't know. Victory. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he was great in Dallas Buyers Club, Interstellar. I mean, man, he, he's been in so uh, many. Was good... he an attorney in Mississippi Burnt? Mm-hmm. Was it? I what if that's the name of the title, yeah. if that's the proper title of the movie. But he's pretty good in that, too. Uh and you know, the book he wrote uh, it was a New York Times bestseller, and it wasn't like he has a ghostwriter. He he writes his stuff himself. Uh, pretty, he's just he is so multi talented. You know, he's on faculty at at Texas. Um, I, I doubt his course load is too heavy, but <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, can you imagine that though? Like going into class, yeah. And Matthew McConaughey's your teacher. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like having Lars Anderson, right? Yeah, um, nah, it's pretty pretty interesting. Uh, he's led a very interesting life, and um, I think there's a lot more out there for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, uh, he confirmed in March of 2021 that he was considering running for governor of Texas. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, as he sort of keeps growing. Um, you know his his art and and, and just everything around him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get into politics, but uh, yeah. So he's official. It was 2019. He became a professor of practice for the Department of Radio, Television, and Film in the Moody College of Communication at University of Texas in Austin, and he's he had served as a visiting instructor uh, instructor since. 2015 and uh the first two sessions that he taught were about filming the movie uh free state of jones yeah yeah i imagine you want to go into acting and you have to go up and give a monologue on stage mm-hmm. and matthew mcconaughey's your professor yikes one of the funniest ones is failure to launch 
that he did with uh yeah he was a, he was an overgrown child overgrown child yeah. Terry, Terry Bradshaw was in it yeah and so it was um uh, Jennifer Aniston in that? no it was no, um, it the, the girl from Sex and the City and Kim uh, Cattrall or was oh no Sarah Jessica Parker Sarah Jessica Parker and then uh, Kathy Bates was the mom mm. God, <laughs> Kathy Bates is just uh, but she's that's out the, there yeah but that's the one where Terry Bradshaw is nude like his yeah. backside. He said his kids gave him a hard time about that one. You know, he doesn't have a whole lot of shame. No, he doesn't. And I really like him More on modesty. television. And, and I won't go in, into names, but a good friend of mine does a little horse trading. Terry Bradshaw has horses oh, big time. and horses. Yep. And then there are more horses. I think this guy told me 94 foals. Yeah. He's got a, he, on his farm, on his ranch just last. Just last year. I think uh, he and his new wife are really, really big into that. They really so, are. And, and I say and new wife. They've been married my, for a while. My but. friend said, and by the way, he's real good at it. Yeah. Uh, and everybody I've ever has ever worked with him or been around him has told me that he is a super nice guy. Like, w- what you see is kind of what you get. I, I don't know if you heard the same thing or not. <laughs> Dealing with a horse trader. <laughs> Might be a little bit different. No, no. Uh, yeah. It was very good. see a man about a horse. It was all fair. Bradshaw. <laughs> No, he went down to his farm, and uh, I, I think he, uh, golly, I don't have the right horse terminology. Um, one of his horses studded his. Okay. And now it's a one- or two-year-old, and they're showing it, and it's doing well. Oh, wow. Uh, but to, uh, Speaking of horses, since it's Friday, what mm-hmm. did you call it? Fun, Fun Freaky Friday. Friday, whatever yeah. it is. Freaky. Um, <laughs> uh, horses. I've been catching up. Did my binge watching over Father's Day weekend on, on Yellowstone? Mm-hmm. Has that not given you even more appreciation for horses? Oh yeah, and what cowboys and that's you know yeah. I still can't believe Rip was the uh, friend and Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> the one in the back seat. It was just you know, like a nobody. No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was the he one. He was the kind of nerdy guy. Yeah, that never had any money. Yeah, he was the uh, really good friends to the brother. They're riding back uh, there, and they're handing hand back the... Uh, Cole Hauser? Yes. Yeah, Cole Hauser. Is it? Yeah. Uh, the, the cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ben Affleck puts it on layaway for, for his in-life brother. He said, give him a cheeseburger. He's like, well, pay me the money. He goes, I don't have the money. He goes, all right, we're going to put it on layaway. And they put it up on the... <laughs> Until you can come up with the money, you can pay it, you know, cent by cent. And they finally throw it at him. But uh, then they get out and have a fight. On the playground. Lars, are you doing yeah. the Yellowstone We're doing, thing? definitely doing Friday show here. What was that? Have you done the Yellowstone thing? No, I haven't. Uh-huh. Um, but It's a man's you know, show, my, man. My dad. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I know. I mean, you'll love it. <laughs> okay. Hey, Alex. <laughs> is he up? Have you watched Yellowstone yet? No. No. Uh-huh. You have not. Uh, no, I, I just, I haven't had the time. But, um, you know, I when I was a kid... Uh, my dad took me to see Black Stallion, and then I read the book. And ever since then, I've just been fascinated with with horses, especially mm. wild horses. And I really, they exist. Yeah, I want to go to Yellowstone. You know, you can actually go there. And it's like a uh, bed and breakfast. Look at that. Oh, uh, can you? Yeah, be a great uh, trip. Do you know who uh, discovered Yellowstone Park? Um. My great 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 uncle John Coulter. No, Did y'all ever know that? Oh, absolutely. There's a bust and a, a big sign. But is it really your great great yeah, great aunt? It is. Is it, it really? Yeah, really. He was a bad. Oh my god. Yeah. He was a scout. The first American to explore the area was John Coulter. 
a veteran of the Lewis and Clark expedition. He After was one years of the scouts in the, that went out front. That is unbelievable. After years wow. in the wilderness, Coulter yeah. began to tell others of the area's incredible geothermic activity. Geothermic. He must have been. He must have been on your dad's side. Yeah, was it Coulter? <laughs> But they have it. They don't the, have. They don't have the. Well, yeah. Yeah, the, I think the U was added the later. U. But no, I've got the. Um, what do you call it? Family tree, that traces it. But no, he got captured by the Indians. You know what the Indians would do back then? They would take the person, strip them naked, give them about a five minute start, and then it was game on. Huh. They go find hunting, kill him, scalp him. Well, John Coulter escaped them. So he was the one, yeah, so he tells people about this incredible geothermic activity. Few believed his fantastic stories and mocked the region, calling it Coulter's Hell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, know, I know this. Yeah, oh then your dad was God. a rocket scientist. No wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, why are we just finding this out now? Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you had told us. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll we get free there trips. There Coulter's Hell. Yeah. We get free trips to Yellowstone. I, hey, it's on my bucket list. I want to go out there and have my picture taken next to this really nice signage bust of him. It says Coulter's Hill. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got uh, Kevin Skarbiski joining us on the other side from and uh, get his take on uh, all things happening uh, when it comes to Bill Clark retirement. That has been the big story in Birmingham, Alabama. Stay with us on this Friday edition. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we can take some solace in the fact that today's heat is a drier heat than yesterday's, but that means even fewer storms. Just hot today with a high of 96. Fair tonight, the overnight low of 73. A few more storms tomorrow with a high near 95. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 96 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in. Friday edition, Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter. Lars Anderson, and uh, joining us now, Kevin Skarbinski, and always great to have Kevin on the show, always a great writer and a great perspective on things, and I know he's been very close to the UAB program, and uh, Bill Clark, for many years, seen the progression of this program from when it was uh, put to uh, to rest and then brought back from the ashes, and uh, what a great job Bill Clark has done, is retired today because of a back issue, and uh, been the lead story in the Birmingham area, we welcome in. Kevin Skarbinski uh, to talk about it. Kevin, thanks for being with us, my man. I'm glad to join you guys. Well, first of all, um, just your take on this. I mean, were you surprised by the announcement? Uh, did you kind of see this coming from other reports or people that you had talked to before? Yeah, what, what, I, what I learned, you know, over the last month or so was how serious Bill's back issues were. I knew he'd had problems with his back for a long time. I didn't know the full extent of it, but in, in talking to him, talking to people close to him, I came to realize how how much this had been bothering him. And if you think back to certain games, I can remember a moment or two in the bowl game, and you would see him crouch on the sideline. And, and it just, it, you know, you don't think much of it at the time, but then you start to hear about, 
what he's been dealing with and that he's been to specialists. He's, he's had shots. He's done everything you can therapy, everything you can think of to do to relieve the pain. And when some of those, those things were temporarily effective, were no longer effective at all, I think is what set him on this course. And, and I can tell you just a, a personal interaction I had back in May. You guys know I work with the Coach Safely Foundation, and Bill is a, is a vice president of the foundation. And we had an event with the Birmingham City Schools at Huffman High School. And I was talking to him at one point. You know, the kids were out there on the field having fun, playing soccer, learning drills. And, and we were just talking, and he said, excuse me a moment. And he just went over to a bench and sat down. And I thought, that's, that's a strange. And I asked him about it afterwards, and he did that, that's when he started to tell me a little more about his back issues. And it is, it is serious, guys. I mean, well, the idea that he has to have a spinal fusion, uh, which, of course, is a very serious surgery. It's a long rehab. There's no guarantees of, uh, you know, of how successful it will be or how much of the pain it will take away going forward. And knowing what that program means to him, knowing what those players and coaches mean to him, this was a it was a difficult decision, but it was almost no decision. He had to do this for his health. Kevin, do you know did did he suffer this injury uh, first in uh, playing football in high school or college? Yes, actually, uh, he yeah, I've learned more about that that he was I want to say a senior in high school. Uh, when he first hurt his back, and he was told, I understand he was told by doctors then that he didn't need to play anymore, that he should shut it down, and he wasn't ready to shut it down. They made a special brace for him. He played his senior year. He tried to play as a freshman in college, and I don't even think he made it to the season. The back was was uh, such an issue. And so this that's how far back this goes, Lars. It's, it, this goes back to his, again, his his days as a teenager uh, in high school and in college. And it ended his playing career, uh, but in but in another way, it started his coaching career early. Kevin, I'm, I was curious as, as to the, the retire part. Now, certainly, I think he's got 30 years in the system, so he can retire and be very, very comfortable the rest of his life. But I was kind of wondering why it wasn't like a leave of absence to see if this surgery was going to take and then maybe he comes back and he coaches next year. Uh, I don't know that that still isn't a possibility. Do you? Well, you, you know, Matt, and, and I think all of us know that we've heard coaches before say they were going to retire for whatever reason and, and, and you know, for good reasons. And yet when they get away from it, it's there's something about coaching that is impossible to replace with anything else you do. So I, I don't know. And that's, that's the word he used retirement. And he certainly, as you said, even though he's very young, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to celebrate his 54th birthday on Tuesday. That's very young in the coaching profession, especially these days. And, and so it would seem logical to think that maybe one day he'll want to coach again. But uh, if he wants to step away, I, I, you know, I understand there are other things he wants to do. Like I said, he's, very much involved in charitable efforts, working with Coach Safely, working with the Children's Harbor football game, which has been one of the best things about the UAB program since since it returned, has been that effort, that collaboration with Children's Hospital. That's one of the special things in college football. It's become a great tradition. So, 
you know, will he? I, I, and I think on his Zoom call today, he didn't rule out the possibility of coaching again. But I don't think he's doing this. My sense is he's not doing this with the idea of coaching again. He's doing this with the idea that his coaching days are done. That he's accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. He did it at a place that he grew to love, and that is part of him. And that he plans he plans to stay here. He's he's going to be. He's still going to be part of the program. He will help however he can. Uh, the guys on staff, the program there, and and he's going to look to do other things to to be a part of Birmingham, to be a part of this state and help enhance the sports experience in this state in whatever way he can. Kevin Skarbisky, our guest, and uh, as we continue talking about Bill Clark, his retirement today, the biggest story uh, in Birmingham, really one of the biggest stories in college football around the country. His record, 166-41 as a head coach, high school and college. Unbelievable what he did, and his record at UAB as well. But again, coming back from the ashes, bringing this program back, really being the leader, the guidelight for so many of the players that – ended up returning, coming back from other schools where they had left. Just a lot of turmoil. And to come back the way that they did and the championships that they've won, it's just been unbelievable, Kevin. And kind of talk about that and just his leadership and what he's accomplished. And, you know, my understanding, this dates back to when he was younger uh, and even really messed up his playing career and something that he struggled with for a while with his back issue. Yeah, it, it, yeah the back issues do go back a long way. And, and, I, and I, would, I would say without reservation – that all of the good things that UAB football has accomplished since 2017, when the was the first season back, none of that happens without Bill Clark. The people who the people who rallied the the biz, the local business leaders who stepped up financially, who rallied support, the fan base, the students, uh, so many different people who really didn't have any affiliation or ties to UAB. But they recognized its value to this city and this state, both the university and the program. They understand the value of a football program to a university, especially in this state. Uh, they, th- those people all stepped up because they believed in Bill Clark. If Bill Clark had decided uh, after the program was shut down in December of 2014 that he was going to take another job, and he certainly had opportunities, and he's had opportunities through the years since, but if he had decided at that point that he couldn't have faith in the uh, the willingness of the university to bring it back or the willingness to support it if they did bring it back, uh, I don't think that this what has occurred would have occurred. He is a singular leader. He has a unique way about him. He can he can converse with anyone in the room, from you know the man in the street to the to the man in the ivory tower. He is. He just. He has a a uniqueness about him. He has a genuineness about him. He has a humility about him. When you talk to Bill Clark, you don't get the sense of here's a guy who's been national coach of the year two different seasons. He's what he's done is unprecedented in the history of college football uh, in bringing that program back and having the success they've had. And then when you know the history of UAB football, and if you've ever been in the old dentist office that used to serve as their headquarters. Uh, going back to Watson Brown being the head coach, even Jim Hillier, who started the program, and to think now and drive by or walk th- walk through that new football operations center, Legacy Pavilion, uh, the old practice field used to have craters on it. Guys would twist their ankles regularly. It was in such bad shape. And now they have a state-of-the-art practice facility and, and football operations building. Now they're playing in a brand-new stadium where they're the anchor tenant, even though it's not on their campus, it's not their stadium alone. 
but they are the anchor tenant at Protective Stadium. Again, the, the legacy of everything that that program has achieved, it starts at heart with Bill Clark. I will wrap this up with you, Kevin. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, just with a quick note in the NBA, uh, were you more surprised that uh, Jabari Smith didn't go first or that Bill Clark resigned this morning? Uh, or retired, I should say. Uh, <laughs> just just kidding. Uh, your, your overall thoughts, uh, Walker ended up in a great place, I think. Davison, I uh, wish he'd stayed. I know you're a big basketball guy. What was your thoughts on the NBA draft from last night? Yeah, I, I think that one day that the two teams that selected ahead of the Rockets will will be sorry that they didn't pick Jabari Smith. I think he has the most upside of the top three picks, um, Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro, the first two, not in that order, in reverse order. Uh, I, I think Jabari still has just barely scratched the surface of what he's capable of. And I think he was, I, I don't think he was assertive enough, often enough for Auburn last year, but when he was, he was very hard to deal with. And he's a special player. I think he's going to have a long, successful NBA career. It's a feather in the cap for Auburn. Uh, Alabama's had two players selected in the same draft three different times. Uh, this is the first time it's happened for Auburn. It's, it's a credit to what Bruce Pearl and that bunch has done down there. They continue to make history, do things that have never been done with that program. And as far as JD's concerned, yeah, I think I think JD would have been better served to continue to play college basketball. Uh, my friend, my son, my older son knows JD a little bit. He's been at a couple of camps with him, and he's a he's a good dude. He's a good kid. I, I think people have been very hard on him because he wasn't the the phenom people expected him to be last year. But he's got a. I think he's got a lot of upside. And if he continues to work, I think he can have a successful NBA career. Look, the Celtics are a good organization. We saw what they did this year, getting to the finals against the Warriors, really pushing the Warriors. Uh, and if he'll st- if he stays in that organization, and again, the key is continue to work hard, learn from the veterans, learn from the guys ahead of you. I think he can have a, a productive NBA career himself. Kevin, one final question. Going back to uh, Bill Clark. Um, look, we are in a state that uh, two of the, the the top two all-time college football coaches uh, have have been right in uh, Nick Saban and Paul Bear Bryant. Now, where does Bill Clark and what he's done at UAB and in given the context of UAB, right? There, UAB is not Auburn, not Alabama. Much tougher to win there. What he was able to achieve in bringing his program back to life. Is this rate as one of the great coaching jobs in the state of Alabama, or is that overstating it? Uh, I don't think it's overstating it at all. It's just in a, a category all its own because we've never seen a situation quite like the, the, the entire history of UAB football, not, not just going back to the shutdown and the return, but the entire history of it, uh, the, you know, the lack of support in many ways, the lack of financial support, in some cases the lack of fan support, uh, the lack of support from above in terms of the Board of Trustees. Uh, you know, they've faced things that other programs generally don't face, and yet they were able to come through all of that and, again, to put together a pretty extraordinary run since 2017, you know, to go to four bowl games, to win two bowl games. You know, Bill Clark's last game will go down as the – that's the highest ranked beating number thirteen BYU in the bowl game. That's the highest ranked team UAB's ever beat. They've beaten other ranked teams. That's the highest ranked team they've ever beat. And again, you can go on and on of the list of firsts that they've accomplished. So I, I would put it, it's not the same as Nick Saban and his decade and a half and, and continuing of dominance, or the same as 
a quarter century of Bear Bryant and his his run of excellence. But it is it is special in its own way. It is with uh, the way I put it, it's without precedent and it's without peer for that reason. Well put. Wow, very. Hey, you must be a writer. <laughs> great stuff, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, my man. Thank you, Kevin. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the conversation. Enjoyed it. All right, uh, Kevin Skarbinski. Again, first appeared on The Lead and uh, the digital news publication delivered to their subscribers every morning and also AO.com. But our thanks to Kevin Skarbinski coming on, giving us his take on the retiring uh, Bill Clark of UAB Blazers. All right, stay with us. We'll continue right here in hour, hour number two on this Friday edition. Jay Barker Show. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Jerry Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, welcome back in. One of the things we have not brought up, and leave that screen up if you don't mind. The North Division Final coming up Saturday, June 25th. And, uh, again, you've got uh, the teams that uh, the Stallions uh, are in it in Canton, Ohio. So uh, look forward to that. That North Division final, again, Saturday, June 25th, 3 p.m. on Fox. And then the South Division final, Saturday, June 25th, 8 p.m. Uh, or 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central uh, on Saturday. And then, uh, again, uh, 7 p.m. Central on NBC. So uh, really good. And uh, we'll see whether or not the Stallions will end up playing uh, as the uh, South Divisional Final winner uh, for the championship, first uh, championship for the USFL rebirth uh, in 2022. I'm looking forward to watching the games. Uh, Birmingham has struggled at quarterback really all year, but Chavis has done such a great job on defense. Yeah. And they make wonderful adjustments at the half. I can't tell you. I, I think half the games they played, been maybe Alex, they've been down at the half. Yeah. Isn't that about it, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and you. All know, I was around for the original stallion. Me too. Uh, you were too. Um, and I'm pulling for them big time, but I got a funny feeling. I think actually right now New Jersey's a better football team. Is I going to throw something at me for saying no, that? No, they're playing at a better I think so. Better, level, both sides better quarterback, better. Yeah. Uh, although Bolden is really good for he the is, stallions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nebraska fans, not happy that Mike Riley. <laughs> The coach of the year, the coach of the New Jersey really? Generals. They're yeah, they're, they're, Nebraska fans are still upset with Mike Riley, Bill Callahan. There's a long list. Bo Pelini, basically everybody since uh, Solich. Why are they mad at Mike? Because he, he left. They didn't yeah, win. well, no, he he got canned yeah. uh, because he was. I don't know. He was more. He was busy riding his bike to uh, to work because that was really cool in Oregon. Not so cool in Nebraska. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know. Former uh, Alabama guy, too. Nebraska yeah. guys treat him like that. I know. He played for Brian. He did. He also yeah. coached in the uh, – all right, y'all might have to back me up on this. Did he not coach in the original USFL? Or maybe – no, 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 no. It was the World League. The World League. He That's coached yep. the team yep. out of San Antonio. That's it, yep. Um, and did well. I think he made the playoffs. You mm-hmm. know, the, the original Stallions in the U.S. made the playoffs every year. Yeah. He's such um, a nice guy. 
Yeah, he's a good dude. Oh, he yeah. is. I yeah. look. I, I sat uh, many hours, mean. many hours in his office, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he coached. Uh, man, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Was, Win- he, was Winni- it the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Yeah, San Antonio Riders. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, he's with San Antonio, mm-hmm. Nebraska, from 2015 to 2017. They went back to Oregon State. Uh, then the San Antonio Commanders in 2019, and the Seattle Dragons, whoever, wherever they are. That's, I mean, in Seattle, like a, but I don't sounds know. Sounds like an arena team. That's yeah. the arena, yeah. Yeah. So he must really love coaching, the fact that he's still doing it. Uh, let's see, he's 68 years old, and uh, he certainly doesn't have to be. But um, Wasn't he a DB yeah. for Bryant? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, overall, just looking at the second incarnation of the USFL from the 30,000 foot perspective, Matt, since you, you pay close attention to it, would you label the season a success or a failure? Absolute success. And it all bears Definitely. out in the TV ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a te- made for TV league and they did exactly what they wanted to. Yeah. And I'll bet you Saturday night, would you, you looked it up. It's a 7 PM or six. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll be watching. Um, and I'll bet it gets great ratings, maybe even better than the initial game between the Stallions and the Generals. So, would, it, would it be better for them to keep it in Birmingham like they did this year instead of going back to the cities? Um, I, I know the crowds will not be what they wanted because you're not going to get the fans coming in, but just from a cost standpoint and from what they're really relying on is the TV contracts. They just want great football on TV. I think, too, they want uh, some kind of social media contact or – really get get the young population involved in this so my thing would be why not in a sense kind of open it up to the world it's okay the usfl it plays you choose your team each week who you want to buy into kind of with the gambling aspect of it and say i'm going to invest in the stallions this weekend or i'm going to or for the season or whatever it is you buy in with whatever currency that you want to buy in with you become a part owner you really tie into that just get an app yeah, so I'm saying leave it in one city, but let fans from all over the world kind of pick their teams. And if there is some kind of pot at the end of the end, end of the year that if you owned a piece of this and you paid a certain amount of money, that you became that okay. kind of online ticket holder, uh, that you would receive um, whatever amount of money that they would have in the pot based on the amount of money that was put into it uh, at the beginning of the season. I mean, to me, I, there's a way to do this where you can get more people and more eyes watching, where it's going to bring more social media eyes as well as TV eyes keeping them here, and also letting it be um, a little bit better logistically for a lot of these players. Lars will back yeah. me up on this. There is no greater way to increase your audience than involve them with a the chance to win money. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so going back to the TV numbers, the opening weekend uh, averaged 1.5 million uh, viewers through the first four games. Uh, that Week two, that average dropped to about 661,000. But then the average for the 10-week regular season, and these are viewers on Fox, NBC, FS1, and USA, averaged uh, 695,000 viewers. And that is miles and miles ahead of what the AAF saw before it shut down midseason. And I I know that uh, the television executives are thrilled with what transpired. So, yes, I, I, I think uh, without a shadow of doubt, the USFL will be back in 2023. Question is, are they going to base it here in Birmingham? Because, look, attendance was an issue. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, especially but it's, but it's non-stallions. Gonna, it's, it's, it's go- yeah, it's going to be if you if you're going to have it in one place, it, it's going to be an issue everywhere. Do it again one more year, and then I think you got to eventually get to stadiums if this deal is going to go long term. There you go. All right, so we'll wrap up our number two coming up on the other side. Triple A, Triple A, Triple A. We're a lot. Triple A is coming up. That's right. We got Alex Bauman, our uh, intern. Alex's awesome anecdotes on Friday. <laughs> Friday edition Triple A coming up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we can take some solace in the fact that today's heat is a drier heat than yesterday, but that means even fewer storms. Just hot today with a high near 96. Fair tonight, the overnight low near 73. A few more storms tomorrow with a high near 95. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 96 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thanks to uh, our presenting sponsor, Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out bowling of this generation. You'll love it. Family, friends, co-workers. They do a lot of parties out there, a lot of charitable events, the food, the drinks, the fun. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, the top stories today, definitely Bill Clark retiring from UAB as the head coach. Nobody saw that really coming, and uh, we just had Kevin Skarbinski on talking about it and the job that Bill Clark did rebuilding that program, bringing it back from the ashes, and uh, to win championships in Conference USA. They move into a new conference. Also, Bryant Vincent now will take over as the interim head coach, and uh, a lot of different changes that will happen on that coaching staff. So a lot to uh, kind of look uh, forward to down the future, but also our thoughts and our prayers go out to Coach Bill Clark. Hopefully uh, the uh, the fusion, everything that he's going to have to have done, will be very successful, and uh, maybe a chance to get him back on the field. We'll see. Jabari Smith goes number three. Everybody said, wow, he didn't go number one. We went number three to Houston. So still congratulations to him. Big payday. J.D. Davidson goes uh, twenty or 53rd late in the second round. And uh, we saw Keon Ellis uh, and others go undrafted. But uh, we'll continue to update you on that next week uh, as well. But some of the big storylines here locally for UAB and for Alabama right now. It's time for Triple A with Alex Bauman. He is our intern and uh, his Friday edition to tell us What's been happening around the sports world and around the world itself? What's happening? What's your AAA today? Uh, according to a report from Mike Florio and an unnamed source, New Orleans Saints running back uh, Alvin Kamara is racing for a suspension longer than six games this season. Uh, it stems from an altercation he had with a uh, with somebody during the 2022 Pro Bowl, uh, resulting in substantial bodily harm. I remember, that I remember he beat somebody that. up. I remember that he was arrested as he was leaving the stadium. I mean, the cops weren't screwing around there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know the whole details of the case. But, man, if the Saints lost uh, Kamara for, say, half the season, what a devastating blow. I mean, he's one of the most electric running backs in the in the league. And, um, boy, if, if, well, if, if Kamara is looking at maybe an eight-game suspension, wow. what do you think Deshaun Watson is looking at? I mean, I, I know. I, I I think it's going to be a year. I really do. I am. But um, I mean, it, it's kind of apples and oranges because Kamara is this is a criminal, and Deshaun Watson he was not charged with anything. At least hasn't been yet. But uh, we'll see what happens. He ended up at Tennessee, right? Did he yes. started Alabama. He started Alabama. Yeah. Um, 
Man, he is the quintessential third down back, isn't he? And, he, you know, he's not bad in the other two either. What else yeah, you yeah. got, Alex? Kyrie Irving has uh, listed a few teams he'd like to be traded to if it comes to that, uh, including the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Heat, Mavs, and 76ers. Sonny, you don't see Toronto on there, do you? Ha, ha, ha. I don't know if I'd want to take him on. Uh, his, his talent is undeniable, but um, it, it just seems he's in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. But, look, the Knicks just cleared a ton of cap space last night by trading away uh, seemingly all their draft picks and <laughs> some of their players. So the Knicks may make a run at them, but the Knicks are so awful. I don't know if Kyrie would want to do that. Um, if you somehow could get Kyrie out to L.A., and uh, team him with uh, LeBron AD and, LeBron. and AD, and, and and you get rid of Westbrook. I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but um, that that would seem to me that Ky- so Kyrie and uh, um, uh, James Harden they only have like three or four more, five more days to decide whether or not to take their uh, max deal contracts or become free agents. So uh, there will be a lot of news coming out of the NBA here in the next week. What do else you, you got? You have, do you have a final? Do you have one more? Um, uh, uh. Let me see here. It's not really a big story, but Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner uh, separated, or I guess broke up. That is huge. What are you talking about? God, God that's a whole <laughs> lot of money. Kendall Jenner's worth, isn't she worth like a billion dollars? A lot. I mean, she started her own line of clothing. She's brilliant. Yeah, Kylie, Kylie's the one that's actually... The, her dad's the, the a woman. <laughs> <laughs> By pronoun only. <laughs> She's a man. She's still... Man. You know, every time I see pictures, I go, God, when I was in high school, I looked up to him. He was the greatest athlete yeah. on the planet. Got woman of the year after being a woman for one year. Wheaties box. How does that happen? I mean, all the women in the world... Boy, I am glad this show is over because we could, the three of us could jump into the deep end of the pool on that subject real quick. But also, uh, Liv um, now banned from uh, offers banned from major European tour event. Uh, we saw that. Uh, wow, a lot of the uh, stuff. We'll talk more about this coming up on Monday. But um, European tour announced this week the golfers who competed in the inaugural LIV event in London have been suspended from three upcoming events. One of those, the Scottish Open, which will be held by 7th through the 10th. The other two are the Barbasol Championship and the Barracuda Championship as well. And uh, all three events are co-sanctioned by big. the PGA Tour and European Sorry, yeah. I just see this on Twitter right now. Sources are telling uh, different media outlets that Deshaun Watson will be suspended for the entire 2022 season, if Ooh. not indefinitely. Wow. You called it. All right, thanks to Joe Gaither. Thanks to Josh Smith as well, our producer. As always, they're from uh, Crawford Broadcasting and Tide 100 uh, from uh, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Jay Barker, and also Alex Bauman, our intern. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. You're listening to The Jay Barker 